Team Team, Boafik, I hope you're ready to discuss Caribbean literature. I'm Mayla, a romance author from Guadeloupe. This is how I present myself today, but it took me about 20 years to give myself permission to write about my people falling in love and finding happiness. Why? Well, thank you for asking and I'm going to tell you why. I never got to read about Caribbean people being happily in love until 2019. And chances are, especially if you're listening to this podcast in 2021, you probably haven't either. That's why I decided to record my discussions with Caribbean authors who will give you an idea of their motivations and the issues they faced to get their romance stories published. My hope is for you to be inspired to write, to buy, because we're here to support, and to read romance stories set in the Caribbean with Caribbean people. On why. Tim Tim Boafik, welcome to episode 2 of Tim Tim Boafik, the podcast that will make you fall in love with Caribbean literature. I hope you guys are doing okay. We're in November now, 2021 is almost over. Can you believe it? I always feel a bit overwhelmed at this time of the year. I think about what I've accomplished I think about the goals I have yet to reach. I think about the mistakes I've made and that I can learn from. Some lessons this year were tough. And I think also about the blessings, like this podcast. Tim Tim Boafik was so not planned. If you subscribed to my newsletter, then you know that I'm always brainstorming ideas and I'm always doing something related to Caribbean culture. And this podcast, I put everything together in like a month and I'm glad I did because talking with all these authors that I respect and I admire helped me on so many levels. In episode one, we were in Grenada with author Eugenia O'Neill from the British Virgin Islands. In this episode, we're going to Trinidad and Tobago to talk with Angie Pelletier. If you've been following the Black Romance bookstagram or if you're in the Black Romance community, then I'm sure you've heard about her debut novel, Sweet Hand, from her Island Bites series. It was one of the most anticipated romance books of 2021. Sweet Hand tells the love story between Cherise, a successful pastry chef, and Kiran, a famous music producer. They cannot stand each other, but they have to put their differences aside because they have to work together for the wedding of Cherise's sister with one of Kiran's best friends. In this first part, Angie and I discuss about how she ended up writing romance and the need for Caribbean literature, especially in the romance genre, to have stories about Caribbean people living in the region and not just stories with people from the Caribbean diaspora living abroad. I hope you will enjoy this first bite of our discussion. Can you tell us how did you get into writing? Well, I've been an avid reader for years, since I guess since I was small, since I learned how to read, I've always been reading a lot of things. I read like, you know, those classic books like David Copperfield and Oliver Twist and all those things and then progressed into Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew. I've always been reading. So, and then creative writing became my favorite 
subject in school. So I figured, hey, why not write my own stories? You know, and I've been writing for years. And then I decided to actively pursue getting my work published instead of, you know, just writing it and keeping it for myself. Basically. Okay. Okay, you, you said uh, you started first as an avid reader. Can you uh, share your first memory of a Caribbean book that had an impact on you? I mean, I know when we were younger, in like primary school, we had to read this book with characters called Boyo and Color. But I think the books that the Caribbean books that I remember distinctly would be more what I had to read in secondary school because I did literature. So I read stuff like Green Days by the River, which is by Michael Anthony, and A Brighter Sun by Sam Sullivan. And a bright I wouldn't say it was an easy read, mm. but you know, it was a, a very a very interesting, very interesting book. So most of the first of the Caribbean books that I read would have either been like post-colonial stuff or you know, more along the lines of literary fiction. Okay. I, mm -hmm. I I did an episode because I have another podcast about cinema, Caribbean cinema, and I mm -hmm. um I released my my latest episode was on Green Days by the River. Ah, okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, actually, I actually never saw the movie. You know, I never saw it. It's very slice of life, and um, and, and I read the book too, and I think the book was. It was a bit confusing to me because I I think I I lacked the um, the cultural references to understand everything that was going on, and uh, anyway, whatever, whatever. It's not the point. <laughs> you see, I I just enjoy talking about these things, and I don't have many people to talk about to, to talk about them. So that's why every time I, I meet yeah. someone, and I just get excited and I get into it. <laughs> Anyway, and the thing is, I, I mean, I and I don't even the thing of with me is I don't even remember the exact details of the book because I read it so long ago. I just remember reading it right in school, but I've read it so many years ago <laughs> to remember the exact storyline. But I mean, yeah, those were the first set of Caribbean books would definitely have been for Caribbean literature. And I mean, it's a good thing that they included those in our curriculum. Yes. Definitely. Okay, so back to romance. So some writers, and and I speak from my French Caribbean perspective, they don't really claim the romance author title, they are the romance genre. So I, I was wondering if you have always been attracted to the romance genre, and if you would call yourself a romance writer. Well, I will definitely call myself a romance writer. Yeah, because I mean, that's what I write. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not the only thing I plan to write, but yeah, I definitely claim that title. I have no problem claiming that. I am totally a romance writer. And um, I guess I got into reading romance more in my teenage years. If I'm remembering correctly, I think I randomly found some really old Mills and Boons by my grandmother and I was like oh, okay what's this because anytime I see a book I'm always interested in books every time I go by somebody I'm always snooping around in their bookshelf to see what they have and I found this book literally the cover was falling off <laughs> pages were probably falling out too I started reading and I was like okay this is interesting and then basically just started devouring romance books since then and romance is mostly what I read now <laughs> You know. And um, how would you define Caribbean romance? For me, it would be, you know, romance written by 
a Caribbean person that's in the Caribbean featuring Caribbean characters because somebody who is not Caribbean can drop some characters into the Caribbean. And these people might be like Americans just randomly in the Caribbean doing whatever and falling in love. So I would not call that Caribbean romance, right? Because mm-hmm. these are just people from outside the Caribbean who happen to be using the Caribbean space to tell a story, but not necessarily, you know, focusing on the Caribbean element. They're just using the space, basically. Yeah. And when you say Caribbean characters, do you picture uh, someone uh, Afro-Caribbean, Indo-Caribbean? Um, we had what? Chinese, Caribbean, Korean, Caribbean. Do you... Any, anything. Because in our in our area... Okay, let me, let me um, use Trinidad as an example, right? So most of our population is... The majority is Afro-Trinidadian and Indo-Trinidadian. But of course, there are Trinidadians of all other races. We have white Trinidadians here. Yeah, they're not in the majority, but they exist. So, so it's a Caribbean person is not one specific race or ethnicity. We are, you know, like a multicultural society, especially in Trinidad, right? Which I think still surprises some people even in 2021 because i know they have this idea of what a caribbean person looks like but we have so many different cultures on our one island so there's no specific look it's just that you know the majority of the population is afro trini or indo trini it's really about the culture for me the few romance french caribbean romance i've been reading so far they are usually set either in france or in uk So is it that the person who is writing it is a Caribbean, a French Caribbean person, but they're just setting it outside of the Caribbean? Exactly. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. That, that's why uh, I'm really curious to figure out why. I don't think it's a problem per se, but I'm curious to see why they would set the story first outside of the Caribbean and why mm-hmm. not write about people living in the Caribbean, in the region already. Correct. This is why this is why I made my comment before. Like there are different kinds of Caribbean stories being told. Like there are authors who are Caribbean American. They're not they weren't born here. Their family was they have that Caribbean heritage, but they're born in the US. But then we need to have stories about those of us who are born here and still live here. You know, it's not that I want either or I want multiple kinds of Caribbean stories. So Yeah, I just find it interesting that, you know, you said the majority of French Caribbean romance authors don't set it there. I wonder why. Yeah. That would be very interesting to find out. Tim Tim, Tim Tim, Thank you for listening. Make sure to check out timtimboafik.com for more Caribbean books. You can email me at timtimboafik at gmail.com or you can follow me on Instagram at timtimboafik. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Core. And to help the podcast get more visibility, share it with your friends, your family, your neighbors, and you can give it five stars on Apple Podcasts. I hope you enjoyed this episode. See you à dans d'autres soleils.